Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This episode, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Instead of me talking on and on for the 30-some-odd minutes, I'm going to interview one of my good friends, Josh Rees, who also happens to be the producer of this podcast, and it would not have happened. I know eventually in time it would have come about, but honestly, he has saved my sanity many times, usually at 10.30 at night when I'm about ready to jump off a ledge. So I thought it would be fun in between the episodes where we're discussing the first sense and how it works so well with your other five senses. If I had people come on and I interviewed them and maybe they'll have questions for me and we can start to create that community of support around using our intuition. And then how is it applied in our everyday walking, living world? Because that's where you get the real success of blending your first sense with your other five senses is by using it while you're moving, um, while you're interacting in relationships, when you're attempting to make decisions, all of these things that involve being human. So I thought it would be fun to have other humans involved. So because, you know, I, I do have an adorable rabbit, but he doesn't talk very much. He just moves his nose. So that would not translate well in podcast land. So we'd like to welcome Josh to the audio portion because he has been in the studio with me when I've been talking, but you guys didn't know that. Um, so sometimes when you hear me laugh, it's because he's giving me a face or something <laughs> and it really helps. VickiBear.com, it's time to be your best, it's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing, let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence, intuition, your first sense. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I'm... Honored to be here. I'm used to listening, but now I can actually talk back and not just like giggle to myself in the corner of the booth. Uh, well, the giggle helps, <laughs> as well as what whatever engineer is working, whether it's Galen, Allison, or Antonio. The look that I get through the window inspires me. So it's like being on stage. And she loves an audience. I do love an audience. <laughs> I do. Josh knows me well. So I met Josh through Soul Sports and Fitness in Lee, which is the gym that I belong to. And I remember, he doesn't know I'm going to say this, but I remember the first class I took that oh, he was taking. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, it's a good thing. And there was this quiet guy in the room just minding his business, doing his workout. And we're all usually praying that we're going to make it through anyway, you know, so you try not to pay too much attention to somebody else, but energy's my business. So I felt immediately pulled in and I'm like, well, I'm not going to freak him out. I think I'll just stand here and wave or something. And then over time, the more I participated at the gym and got to know him and then he's friends with Justin, who you'll meet in the next episode, uh, I just adore your energy. And the fact that you're excited about this subject helps me stay excited. And people, the ideas he comes up with in the middle of a class <laughs> is just amazing. Sometimes I'm like, I can't think when I'm doing a plank. So that's when I do my best thinking. I know. Well, that's one plank of my and think. <laughs> plank <Trademark>. and think. <laughs> that's one of my was going to be one of my questions. He's jumping ahead already, so I'm gonna <laughs> roll into it. 
is those minds. Yeah, I'm we on it. we do tend to be in sync. It's as much as I absolutely believe in thoughts lining up and synchronicity and energy connecting, sometimes the words will be coming out of both of our mouths at the same time or we have the same interest. And I've said to him that, you know, we were split at birth 20 years apart. <laughs> so, we definitely texted the, the same exact thing at the same moment. Yeah. yeah. So that um, happens when you get into a frequency with someone and it just goes to show you, you don't have to know someone your entire life for this to be necessary. And it helps to expand and grow our community if you're, you're open to it. So why don't you introduce yourself and let the listeners know who I have in the booth. So who, meaning who are you, Josh? Not just what you do. Oh, geez. Yeah. But who are you? I have not told the guys ahead of time what That's the That's a loaded were. question, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I don't... Who don't, am I? Who are you? So... Well, yeah, oh. no, you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when... You know when we meet someone and we'll say, um, who are you? How are you? Everybody jumps to what you do for a living. Yeah. Uh, so what do you like? Like what floats your boat in this this human experience? Well, I like what I do for a living. Okay. Which is something we have in common. Yeah. And that does float my existence. You know, that's okay. – I'm just getting there now. I haven't always – as you know, I've only been doing what I'm doing for the last year or two. Okay, so, and what is you're doing? Well, what I'm doing now is training and nutrition and helping people go through some of the journeys that I've gone through using my experience. And that is where a big part of my passion is in food and fitness and helping people lose weight or learn about food and their bodies and living a healthier lifestyle inside and out and becoming a better version of themselves. Like I've kind of gone through that and I think we're all still always going through and I haven't always done that. So doing that is, you know, lining up with my passions and interests. And I think that's like a big part of finding yourself in life and finding where you're meant to be is having that line up because plenty of people obviously just work for the purpose of work and income, and which is all important. But, you know, that hasn't always been the case that my two things have been lined up. So the more that you line up with yourself, the, the work that you do has lined up and drawn in the people who can best use your services and the joy that you bring to it Um, because it is contagious when you're in a classroom or when you're discussing this or uh, when somebody – Josh makes uh, the meals that I eat five times a week because – Vicky isn't cooking. And well, that's not true. I can heat things up like you wouldn't believe. But great with a microwave. I am well, I use the stove more than I use the <laughs> microwave, too. but I am I can push those buttons like nobody's business. So this process that you've gone through, tell us a little bit about that because I think what's so fascinating about you is that you walk your walk. Like you are there in the classes. He's a trainer, yes. But he's taking other classes. And so tell me a little bit about how that came to be for you in your process. Like what sparked that for you? Well, it was my own journey and and just starting to learn to exercise, let alone – I mean I never thought that I would be helping other people exercise. I never thought I would be a trainer. I always thought I would probably do something with food, but I never saw it as – 
something with exercise because me and exercise have never lined up. I mean, like maybe soccer when I was a kid, but I've never been like the athlete, the, you know, doing marathons. I had never done a 5K till two springs ago or two summers ago, let alone do anything. So I never thought I'd be doing that. And then obviously as I started learning to exercise and most importantly learning to like it, and part of that is finding the right place in the right community, like we both enjoy at Soul Sports and Fitness in Lee Mass, um, <laughs> is, is a huge part of that because I had tried, I've gone to a million gyms and I've lived other places and tried other gyms, other classes, other things. And I think part of it has to be the right place and community. Part of it has to be the right time in your life, the, everything lining up, you being ready, which comes back to your first sense and mm-hmm. everything like that, tying it back together. But so once I started enjoying exercise and I was at the time going to school online for nutrition because I was really first and foremost wanting for me to learn because I had such a passion for food and for cooking. I wanted to educate myself more about healthy eating and trying to help myself lose weight really is where it started. And then, you know, as I started going through that, I learned that I would like to help other people because it's such a struggle. It's such a journey. It's such a process. And there's so much more to it than just go work out and you'll lose weight and be happy. And there's the inside and the outside and the food and the exercise. And so as I went to school online for that, then the school that I took that course also had a personal trainer thing. And I thought, well, that couldn't hurt to have under the belt, right? Like I started to enjoy going to the gym. So I took that and I didn't really tell anyone because I'm not like the fitness guy. That'd be weird if Josh is taking like a fitness trainer course. Like (laughs) what, you know? So I just did that and I... But to be clear, you are a person. I'm a person. So therefore, you would be a perfect trainer because it only requires <laughs> you being a person and having interest. Right. Because there is that mindset, right? That a- as someone who is not naturally thin, yeah. um, I faced that when I was teaching spin. Yeah. And, you know, like, how can I lead these people through a right. class? I still have everything. these thoughts sometimes. Like, you know, I've, I totally acknowledge that I've come so far, I've, you know lost weight and all that, but still sometimes the mind takes a lot longer to catch up. And that's why when I was taking, when I was taking the personal training course, I was still well over 300 pounds. And I was think that's why I wasn't like parading it out on Facebook and stuff like, look, I just finished my chapter six and I just <laughs> learned about whatever, you know, cause it was almost embarrassing to think like, I'm starting to have this passion and I'm studying for this, but I'm not really yet walking the walk like you, you know, mm-hmm. but obviously as time went on and I go through that, that changes. And just through going to the gym and taking more and more classes, I still didn't really see myself that that would be my future career, maybe a small part in it. And, you know, I've always had an interest in enjoyed helping people in any way, you know, but that just kind of it developed very naturally going to the gym, taking a lot of classes. You know, it was kind of the running joke with me at the gym. Like everyone I hear heard about five times a week, like, do you have a sleeping bag here? Do you sleep in the closet? You know, taking whatever. Well, they 16, do have showers, 18, so. Yeah. 16, 18 classes a week, whatever. But I was just obsessed with it. It became more than just a passion. It was like my life. Everything surrounded by it. It was It was how can I fit everything else around this new schedule rather than some people look at it as I need to fit gym into my schedule. Mm-hmm. It was the opposite for me and still is. But then just slowly, you know, I, I when I first went to the gym, I didn't even tell anyone there that I technically had a training certificate and could teach or whatever. And then slowly it comes up and then I fill in here and there and then... You know, now I'm teaching every day <laughs> and now he's there every running day. things. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I love it. it you know, and that's a process. But And since I totally inundated myself in your world, um, do you feel that some of that obsession that you said 
that it became, do you feel like some of that could have been your intuition guiding you towards the place that you most feel lined up? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge part in it. And I think I think for a long time until I think a lot of people can identify with it, until you're kind of ready to face that, like I probably had felt that before, even though I always kind of said like I didn't see a future for it or whatever. I think it probably was always there and it's more just about me starting to have confidence in myself to really be able to start to listen to that and trust that. And that's when the journey really began and I could open up to that and the opportunity started coming. And, you know, now it's, I would never have expected a year or two ago that I'd be getting messages from people that are doing like our six week weight loss challenge or have done my seven day kickstart, whatever is saying like, you've changed the way I look at food. Like, you know, all these messages, like I would never have thought I'd be doing that. Like, so it's it's pretty it's rewarding you know it's amazing it's still it's still hard to believe like yeah. I feel like I'm just beginning but to have any little impact in any little way is yeah. awesome you know? which is why I feel like we do so well together because that's how I feel about my work yeah and do you remember the time I messaged you and said what the hell's a macro <laughs> yes. I was like I could not get this through my head I consider myself a pretty intelligent person and I could not get through my head the macros and the micronutrients and he's like um fat <laughs> protein and I'm like oh thanks for not making fun of me because but there's no silly questions yeah. you know I still get stuff like that every day and it's I don't yeah. Never think like because I didn't know any of this stuff. Well, and I think it also, well, I know it also clicks in at certain times. It's almost like there's a door that opens in our brain somewhere and in our psyche and our soul that says, come on in. I'm ready for this next adventure, for this next shift. Um, And I can now absorb that thing you've been putting in over and over again, which is very much the intuitive process because. To your point earlier that you were doing it and then you end up with a confidence, but I think the confidence or you had to have the confidence before you could do it, but it's the doing that brings the confidence. Right. So it's like, it's like the recycling symbol, yeah. right? It right. just goes around and around again. So um, do you feel, I mentioned in the beginning how sometimes we're in class and, and I'll say something Okay, I'm a little bit of a smart aleck in class, but you got to bring the fun. And I'll say something, and then Josh will go, that's an episode. Yeah. That's a podcast. And now I have a note folder in my phone, and I try to write them down. I'll rush to my phone on the other side. (laughs) So it it works in a combination. Do you believe or think that the physical exercise opens up that channel? Well, yeah. And I I think... I think every part of your body, inside, outside, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, metaphysical, every aspect has to be related because if it's a part of you, how is it not tied into each other? So even just exercising, you're warming up your body, you're affecting your physical self. How are you not affecting your spiritual, metaphysical, emotional sense? You're opening things up. Maybe it is even for some people that... It's taking your mind. You're think you're so focused on do not drop from this plank that you're not thinking about whatever was on your mind, and that kind of opens things up to move more freely or whatever. I think it has to be all related. Yeah. To me, it wouldn't make sense if it doesn't. And that's when sometimes I do my best thinking is during workouts or whatever because I'm concentrated on what I'm doing at at one moment, at the but at the same time allowing myself to have like clear. I don't know. It's like my, a form of meditation for me, so I can like block out any stress or any outside thoughts I don't want to think about. I can be focused on whatever exercise I'm doing at the same time, have some of the clearest thought processes on things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens because 
the brain and the the energy centers, the chakras, if the brain is thinking about counting to 10, then it relaxes because people think we can multitask, but we really can't. Yeah. It can. The brain itself can only do one thing, but our energy centers can do thousands at the same time. So by kind of distracting the brain from thinking it's in charge of everything, it opens up all those uh, channels yeah. of information. And then all of a sudden, your high def is working yeah. and you get all the channels on the subscription you didn't even know you had. I so, feel like I pay more attention when I'm working out, too. Like if I'm in a crowd of people or everyone's talking at the gym while we're waiting for a class or something, I'm kind of not tuned out in a way if I'm ignoring people, but I'm either focused on what I'm doing or I'm talking to one person or I'm looking at my phone or I'm getting ready for a class or whatever it is. But if I'm working out and there's other people around me, I'm I'm paying more attention to what they say without meaning to. Like if you say something from across the room and I'm saying that's a podcast because I'm so much more clicked in to everyone, you know. So yeah. it, is, it all goes hand in hand. And I think there's a beauty to some of the classes in that uh, I like the circuit classes. Yeah, I like I doing those. something for a minute and a half or knowing in a minute yeah. that the bell's going to go off and I'm going to the next one yeah. and the bell's going to go off and I'm going to the next one. And there is a meditative practice to that and you can even see like after we've done a circuit I will inevitably keep going Um, and they'll say no water break and I'm like what because I got so so zoned (laughs) that I'm like okay go around one more time Um, so in in your process and it's evolution right it's always expanding we are always learning new things and I think once we relax about that we can have fun with all the stuff that we're learning. Are you currently having any of your own challenges with managing all of this because you do so much? Yeah, I feel like at the same time, yes and no. I feel like um, there are times if I'm going, going, going and not taking any time for me, it can eventually add up and I can get overwhelmed and it all becomes a lot. But at the same time, I have a pretty clear routine. Um, I've gone from like where I was dormant all day, did nothing, did whatever I want, whenever I want. Total flexible schedule, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. I was never going to be the person who like goes to an office or has somewhere to be at a certain time. You know, I could stay up till four in the morning working, then sleep till noon, whatever, watch TV all day. And now I'm so the opposite where I don't have time to sit down for an hour of TV, but I love it. And being busy for me keeps, I don't know, it, because I'm busy doing things I like, mm-hmm. obviously changes it. So that routine and that, I know my schedule every week. Things might get added in and it might get busier at times, but it's all things I can expect or and I'm enjoying. So it within that busy is a kind of like calm mm-hmm. routine that I can expect what's coming. I can handle it because it's all things I like. And then if something gets thrown in there, then I have to deal with it at mm-hmm. the time. But I, I feel like... It's a little, I can work on time management a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the coach in me wants to point out that when we say we're busy, it's often not with things we love. Yeah. So you're very active. Yeah. You're very engaged. The busy comes in, you know, people say, I'm so busy. And they, okay, how much of that is what you love? Yeah. And often it's not. And so there's a joy in saying that. Uh, I have a very active life, and I've purposely put things in there and introduced and enhanced and worked on and, geez, put the effort in 
so that it becomes an active, because I hear that a lot in my yeah. world too, people who are like, you never stop. And I'm like, I do, I just don't announce it. Yeah. But I love what I do, so it's right. like, you know, that next hit so of candy kind of thing. Right, I don't see busy as a bad thing because it is stuff I enjoy. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. having it fill my days. Yeah. You know? yeah. And there's a delineation there of that, the joy factor. Uh, so that there's not a negative connotation to being busy, right. but this is, you know, body emotion stays emotion. Right. So that includes your brain and yeah. everything. So I wonder, like I'm very value-based, um, if there are values that you follow that you adhere, just a couple that... that yeah. I think like in general with like everyone in my life, and I think I've cut down on a lot of the people that I let in my life, even though right now I have kind of a larger social circle than I maybe did like a few years ago. I have a lot of people, a lot like a lot of acquaintances at the gym, a lot of people I interact with, and I'm not antisocial. I enjoy being around people, but I actually have a very small group that I actually let in to mm-hmm. me. And I, so I think trust is like the number one for me. And obviously that comes from so many people that I have lost trust with or have, you know, mm-hmm. things gone bad with. So I think like trust and loyalty because of my own experiences, I know of not getting those from people and because I try so hard to get those to people. So that's like the number one and number two thing for me. And that's why I really have a small group of people that I can rely on for those things. And I'm okay with having some barriers, not in a bad way, but of, of knowing who I can and can't rely on for those things. Mm-hmm. You know? So the trust, which sometimes I think should be a swear word, yeah. <laughs> because it is a tough one. Yeah. It is a tough one to to be to have in, in in another relationship because there's always the variable that the other person has free will. Right. Uh, so th- has that trust? The more you believe and trust in yourself, has that become easier to identify in the yeah. people who might be? trustworthy. Yeah, I th- and I think only recently, I think for a lot of years because I went through so through so much through so much time of losing trust with people and having so many people that I was close to do do me wrong or have things ended badly where I felt like okay, I'm never going to trust anyone again. I don't need friends. I have like my two from childhood. I have my family, you know, cut everyone off. But I think only fairly recently in the last year or two, which coincides with the personal journey that I've kind of been on and as I've developed as a person or more into who I am as a person, who am I, (laughs) that that I have, I can identify it more. I'm more open to trusting people now, whereas maybe a few years ago I wasn't. So I can still value it and still give people more of a chance to let me trust them at the same time, Mm -hmm. I think, than I could a few years ago. We're going to take a break. I'll see you back here shortly. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free, and there is a creation tool right inside the app, and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless, and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. 
I think with those life experiences, I don't know if this is true for you. I don't speak for you, but when we learn to really rely on who we are and we realize, okay, no matter what type of person they they may be, that is not a reflection on me unless I let them keep yeah. doing the behaviors or treating me in, in whatever way may not be. And that's in the patterns I used to get in when I was younger yeah. of like letting people use me and I had real, realistically, I knew I could have no trust in them, but I was the first one letting them do it over and over, let myself be used yeah. and stuff. So now I can identify that and not allow that to happen because then that would be on me yeah. at this point. If yeah. I'm letting you do this again and again, well, then I, I have the problem, not you. I'm not going to change who you are, but I'm in the wrong for allowing this in my lifetime and time again. Right. And that's through the process of learning who we are. Right. That's why it's important. With and trusting your intuition, your and first trusting, sense. trusting that gut that this person may not be, and they may be solely focused, but they may not be in your best interest. And that it's not our responsibility to make sure that it's okay for everybody. And people who are empathic, that's tough. It's tough be, for me. Yeah. 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 There's, there's people that I can meet right away. And even in the last year or two when I've been better with being open to people and trusting people and I meet people and I'm trying to get them to like me and something, which is obviously my intuition, which was what we're talking about, is telling me like, you cannot trust this person. Like, they seem nice that whatever, they might be a great person, but you should not let yourself trust this person completely. And so there is that fine line of of realizing that and what are you doing to act on that and letting them into your life or not, yeah. keeping those barriers. Yeah. And those uh, those healthy boundaries, right? right, where you're like, I see you there. And I can have manners and I can be kind. Right, right. But you don't get the... I'm not going to let you in. Yeah, you don't get a retina scan right, you right. Know, into the inner sanctum. Uh, and I think that's important for all of us to learn because then, to your point, you run a business. So... In business, it can be tough because here's a client coming in. They want to work with you. Right. I, and I have found that I've definitely let clients in back in the day uh, who were not in my best interest, but I felt everybody deserved help, right. and it was my issue. And then right. I realized, oh, mama mia. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a dance, and it's as equally important for uh, for me as a business owner to say no thank you mm. as it is important for them to hear yeah. perhaps. So are you um, are you finding that? Are you prepared for that? Have you yeah, bumped th- into it yet? I think I have. I, there are people that I've tried to help that no matter how hard I try, on one hand they're saying they want the help but on the other hand they're just draining me and we've talked about this yeah. and you know who I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. and there are these people that are just like toxic energy to me and 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 I actually sometimes sometimes I'm fed up and I say okay go do what you want I'm not helping you I can't I've done it all and at the same time I find myself chasing it more because I'm like no let me help you you're telling me you want help so you know so it's uh, it's something I need to yeah. you know, work on yeah. because and that it, would there's be, two sides to it yeah that uh, that would be the challenge between intuition and ego right 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 of is my gut saying uh, and sometimes just the data is saying this is not going to work their right. their door isn't open yet but it's so hard when you see someone who so badly needs and maybe thinks they want help even if they're not ready and you want to help them so bad. Mm-hmm. And clearly, there's some people that aren't ready to be helped. Mm-hmm. But it's frustrating because 
Mm-hmm. You think, okay, here's four simple things that would change your life, and you're not listening to me. Yeah. So then there has to be a time when you just step back and say, okay, yeah. when you're ready. Yeah. You know, stop draining my energy in the meantime. Yeah, you know? yeah. And here's my healthy boundary, and the uh, they they may need the help, even want the help, but they're not ready for the accountability that's, right. that's yeah. required yeah. because none of us can do it for someone else. It's just not possible, whether right. that's in and personal that's, relationship. I've been through that. That's I identify with that mm-hmm. so much because even with, like, my weight loss, for so many years, people have tried to help me or tried to get me. I mean, like, even growing up or, like, later teens into my early adulthood, my mom would be willing to buy every book, every you know, whatever, sign me up to any gym, always encouraging me, which, of course, I got annoyed by because I'm just like, well, what, you're just telling me I'm fat. Like, basically, <laughs> obviously, she just wants me to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it's like, you know, tell me I need to sign up for a gym, you know. <laughs> but you can have anybody, everybody telling you, let me help you. Here's the steps. Here's what we can do. And until you're obviously you know the time is right intuitively your first sense tells you you are ready here's the opportunity here's the place here's the situation it doesn't matter what anyone else says Mm -hmm. and i've gone through dozens of that you know until two years ago or whatever it was i can i know the exact day where i was what i was eating what i was wearing everything and until that it's never going to click until it clicks for you Mm -hmm. not from someone else right and i think that's the important i just had this image in my head because i process all conversations and pictures but i just had this image in my head of your intuitive self saying i am ready and that's why so many programs so many books and everything exist right? right because it's a huge market right because our intuition may get there first but if you don't have that the fifth one of the five senses of move thy arse <laughs> right. like, if you don't get your butt to the exercise right. Right. like there's the physical aspect of it you there, can read all the books you want you can right. you can and it's not there's not much weightlifting in the book especially right. if it's on a kindle right. those thumb exercises <laughs> flip the page because oh, there have been many times where i have met a client at the gym and said because the walking through the door was the hardest part yeah and I said, I'll go with you. Yeah. I will be the one sweating right there looking oh so pretty. Um, and sharing, and that's part of what you do well, too, is you share your story. And that's always been one of my premises is that I didn't just show up doing this. Right. Like, I, you do the work, but here's some of my boo-boos. Right. <laughs> and here's what happens. And hopefully that helps someone be kind to them. Why do you think people start and stop? Well, I think because it's not easy, and I think we're all easily discouraged, and if we don't see things the way we want it right away, then we give up, yeah. and maybe it's not wasn't the right time, maybe we were, we weren't ready on all levels, you know, and especially with something like weight loss, it's such a it's not just the physical for a lot of people. Maybe it is someone gained thirty pounds because they just got married and were happily, and they gained thirty pounds on their honeymoon because they're just eating. Yeah. But a lot of times there's emotional stuff that comes with it, yeah. especially like I was slowly gaining weight through my childhood after my parents got divorced. And I was like my mom would tell me as an adult, you I would find like wrappers under your bed and stuff. I was obviously emotionally eating sure. because my parents got divorced and whatever. And then it just carried on through my life. And like, oh, I love food and I'm going to keep using this as my, you know, mm-hmm. and then I move out on my own at 18 and no one knows that I ordered Pizza Hut today and I ate Pizza Hut for lunch but I can still also go make tacos and no one's going to know how many I eat and there's this whole new thing so you know so that has all these different levels of it but I think I think it's easy 
it's obviously much easier to stop than to start. Right. So until you're ready, until you have all the right tools, then, you know, it's you're not going to cross that finish line. No, you're not. And that's a part of, you know, what people say to me, you just work out all the time, which I don't. But I you am. Do. I, I well, okay, six days a week. But okay. um, I'm consistent. It's a lot for most people. <laughs> well, I'm consistent because, like you, I was there. Right. You know, I was way overweight, and but it wasn't until I realized that the only person who could do it was myself. Right. And and there's that feeling of oh my goodness, this is the best because I have. Like one uh, one of my siblings will say, I don't understand why you run, why you do this. And I say, well, it's, it's not that I love the running so much. It's right. the feeling afterwards that right. just can't be compared. So I, I think sometimes, and I've seen this like when I was teaching spin and stuff, that um, I would see some people show up for a little while and then they would stop coming. And one of the things I did in my class was to acknowledge every time somebody showed up because they needed to know somebody saw it. Yeah. You that know, that, that little, and, and we missed you. And that's what I always tell people, that souls, and you're a big part of that energy That's where the community souls. comes in. It is. It's like the cheers without Norm. You know, you walk in and everybody feels like Norm because whether you were there once or, right. you know, it's like, you came back. Right. It's like, yeah, oh, you don't get that at a lot of places. You don't. Like, even when I moved back to the Berkshires, I tried probably four different gyms and, you have to find the place that everyone says it. You hear people, I, I was away for two weeks. I missed everyone. Where's this person? Where's that? Where are they? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and that gets them through the, through the door. It gets yep. them into the workout. Yeah. And so it's more, it's a part of some people, it's their whole social life. Yeah. And it gives them more of a reason to come and the encouragement and everyone can support each other and push each other and have fun. And that's part of what I think is the expansion of who we are because it's it's so important so are you expanding anything in your business right now? Well, I'm always expanding things hypothetically because I'm always 20 steps ahead and that I always have a million ideas and I want to do them all today. Yeah. But I am I am trying to – I have a few different areas. I make protein bars, as you know, yeah. and I make meals. <laughs> the protein bars I make and ship, but we also sell them at the gym. The meals I do locally and people seem to enjoy. Um, and then I also have my nutrition plans and programs, which is what I've made – which because there's a million diets, but diets, diets don't work because mm-hmm. diet means short term. So I'm trying to just make um, realistic lifestyle changes that people can use that I've used and am using. And I my overall goal with whatever aspect I do, whether I'm making bars today or helping people or teaching a class or training someone or um, giving someone a nutrition plan, I just want to help people on their journey um, whether they have 200 pounds to lose or they're, um, they've never exercised and have eaten bad all their life and they just want to feel healthier or feel better about themselves, I'm hoping any little part of what I've gone through, they can use that and, you know, get some of that for themselves. And I've been through the good and the bad of it, so I think it can, you know. Well, and to also point out, you have the training. Right. You have the education behind it. Right. This isn't someone who's simply gone through it and and kudos to those who do but you have the education as well which to me means a lot because I want to know that somebody invested in themselves that they went through a program that they had to pass this program that they have to stay current with the the program because that means that I'm getting someone invested in their own interest in their own growth 
and they're going to help me through that as right. well. And when you're dealing with the body, it's a safety thing too. Yeah. You're not, you know, when you're talking about even eating, let alone exercising, there's safe ways and unsafe ways to do it. And I like, this is a topic I'm passionate about, so I enjoy learning. So I'm looking at what courses I can take this year and next year and in the future to continue to learn because I don't think I can ever know enough about either food or fitness or anything related to that. So I enjoy it and I want to continue expanding my knowledge because that can allow me to help myself and help other people too. Yeah. Yeah. So are you finding, since we jumped off this endeavor of intuition, your first sense, are you finding that you're incorporating that more into these plans? Yeah. Well, I think I always have kind of had an awareness of my own first sense or my gut instinct or whatever people refer to it as without knowing that right. it is your intuition, right? Obviously, we all have it. I think I've always been fairly aware of it, but I think even just with doing these podcasts and listening and stuff, I've opened up to it even more without realizing. And I think I do. It's almost it's part of a trust thing, too, to be able to trust in my gut instinct and into my intuition and when something feels right, to feel okay to go for it and to trust in it and and go on that path of whatever if I have choices or if I have an idea I can trust in that first sense (laughs) because you also bring in the logic and you know it it dances together it it can't it can't ever be solo because you know we do have to carry carry it out so um, I have a question for you oh boy (laughs) what do you find most challenging working with me ooh now, this is going to sound like a bad answer, but I actually don't find any aspect challenging working with you. I find it very, very rewarding. I find it fun. It's a topic that I'm interested in, and I haven't really come up with any, come across any times when I have to like, roll my eyes at something or think like, oh, I don't really feel like going to that, or I don't really feel like doing this or looking this up. Or, I, I really haven't because I enjoy it. I enjoy helping you. I believe in what you're doing. I know that you're making an impact in people. And I like being a small part in that. And I think it's a fun, I think this podcast is a way of expanding what you've done for so many years. And to reach out to people in so many places, people have listened in Sweden and Brazil and all these places. (laughs) And it's crazy. It's amazing. (laughs) And to just witness it, let alone be a tiny part in it that I might publish the podcast or edit it, you know, it's, it's cool. It's Good. rewarding. It's fun. Good. Well, we'll look forward to an update when yes. I can say, Josh, no, really, what does challenge you? Um, <laughs> I'll let you know. You I'll let keep me you posted. Know. I'll, I'll, Future I'll episode. Yeah, I will let you know. We'll do a whole, we'll do a little video on it or something that says, oh, we found something because there's bound to be. Uh, so I thank you so much. And I know you have to get back to the gym. So where can people find you? Well, at the gym. <laughs> People can come to my classes or any of the other wonderful classes, Soul Sports and Fitness, which is soulsfitness.com if you're anywhere in the Berkshires. Um, ReeseFitFoods.com, R-E-I-S, Fit Foods. Um, you can find any of my information about my nutrition plans, bars that I can ship across the country, or at Josh Reese or at ReeseFitFoods on all social media. Thank you so much. I, of course, I highly recommend the bars. They sustain <laughs> my life. And, and I pass them out. A bit like a dealer, I'll, I'll be honest. If you have, if I see someone for any modality, they've gotten a bar in their in my visit uh, because they are 
so nutritionally packed that they really do keep my brain and my body and my spirit and everything going. And the lemon bars, oh, man, people, you just got to try them. (laughs) I'm willing to be put on the list if you guys are ordering too much. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'll let you go. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense